signs of a toxic church is spiritual abuse. Okay. Um, yeah, this is big right now. People are really discovering yes, it this. Is. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. The Hopper Podcast is not professional advice, just two guys spitballing. So do your own research. All right, Dave, I want to talk and hear your thoughts about signs of a toxic church. Yeah, you've given me a print off here with 10 of them. Yeah, 10 of them. Here's what here's here's how I came up with this. Yeah. I asked ChatGPT, uh-huh, to come up with a list of 10 signs of a toxic church. Nice. I've used ChatGPT in the past um, on a bunch of stuff and I'm really enjoying it. It gets a lot of things no, not a lot. A lot of things wrong. I was about to say a lot of things wrong. I'm not sure that's exactly right, but it it does get some things wrong. That's for sure. It definitely gets stuff wrong. Yeah. Um, but I found this list to be super helpful. And, and of course, what ChatGPT does is it goes through all. I mean, just trillions upon trillions of terabytes of data, searching for, and then trying to summarize right. what it finds. And so, lots of people are writing about toxic churches. And this is, and I thought this was a great summary. Yeah. Thank you, ChatGPT. Let's, I'll let's, tell you what, let's, let's go, go back and him. forth. Let's um, go over them. So the first sign that you're in a toxic church is authoritarian leadership. Yeah. A toxic church may have leaders who exercise excessive control, demand unquestioning obedience, discouraging open dialogue, accountability, and transparency. Which uh, we did an episode on cults. That's exactly yeah. what you find in a cult exactly. leader. There's always a guy at the front who is who's calling the shots. Yeah, that's right. And so if you go to a church where that's the case, it's there's a lot of risk involved there. There and is. And we believe in plurality. Which that's right. That's right. Checks and balances and some multiple eyes looking at something, trying to, to come up with a greater objectivity. Yes. Yeah. Now, this, I think, is, this is absolutely a sign, a sign of a toxic church. Um, although, I, do, I think that we've got to be careful because, although it's not my preference, I think that there is kind of a slidey bar to styles of leadership. And some, there uh-huh. are some really good leaders yeah. that have kind of a, a almost a dictatorial um, sort of style. And that's usually most helpful in a high crisis mode. And I'm thinking especially, um, mm-hmm. not, not as much in churches, but certainly leadership in companies or in the military. Authoritarian leadership can be a really helpful thing. And I think probably in, in, in some um, church leaders or other leaders uh, are more or less authoritarian this way. And that can be good. But uh, the unquestioning obedience demanded in a church right where you are discouraging open dialogue and there's no accountability or transparency that is a real problem yeah that's you know, a the, real problem the bible is available to all yes and back in the day it was misused that way that that's right the, only the priest had the word of god and that's right latin and wasn't accessible to all people and that's that, right it could easily be manipulated that's right and and now everyone has the bible and so uh uh, a guy and a head of a church who thinks he's the only one with the truth, yeah, and everyone needs to listen to him because he's the pastor, right? That's that's trouble. Yeah. yeah. So that's you know what you bring up the Roman Catholic Church. I think is a good example. Um, they have a one pope, and when he speaks ex, ex cathedra, these special statements, like that's it. He yeah. demands obedience. On the other hand, uh, 
we have had good popes and bad popes, but there is, uh, theoretically at least, and recently this has absolutely been true, an enormous amount of open dialogue and accountability and transparency uh, in that situation. So there is an authoritarian leader in that church that is not necessarily toxic. Although it could be, it could be but it's yeah. more authoritarian. There's there's yeah. a good example of a, like an authoritarian leader that uh, at least some of the recent ones have not used it in a in a very toxic mm-hmm. way. Okay, well, number two yeah, yeah. on the chat GTB list of signs of a toxic church is spiritual abuse. Okay, um, yeah, this is big right now. People are really discovering yes, it this, is. and it says manipulative or coercive tactics such as using guilt, fear, or shame to control members. Uh, this may include exploiting personal information, using spiritual language to manipulate, or imposing harsh consequences for questioning or dissenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is um, this has a lot to do with uh, I am the pastor. I know more than you. I'm uh-huh. closer to God than you. Um, I speak for God. You need to uh, <laughs> yeah do what I say. Yeah, yeah. You know, another example of spiritual abuse, not exactly in uh, a toxic church necessarily, but um, that I run into a fair amount, or at least the potential of a fair amount, in my work as a chaplain, is having pastors or or uh, you know, um, unqualified chaplains uh-huh. in a healthcare setting going into, I, I know of stories of people who have gone in, uh, ostensibly chaplains, who have gone into hospital rooms or hospice homes and here's a person who's bedbound, and they say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit here until you pray the sinner's prayer." Yeah. And I've talked to patients who say, "You know, I just prayed that prayer. I don't even just know what it meant, but here. I gotta yeah. get that person out of here." Right. That is spiritual abuse. That's terrible. It's awful. Yeah. But this happens in churches. It as does. Well. It does. I have suffered from this. Tell me. Um, uh, you have suffered from I this. I have. I have. I don't. I don't need to tell you now, but. Um, uh, I understand spiritual abuse. Yeah, I do too. People uh, in charge calling the shots in such a way that preserves them, protects them, pays them, and prevents you from being you. Yes. It's, uh, it's terrible. Yes. It's, uh, you are, uh, it's someone who says to you, someone especially in leadership, but it doesn't have to be in leadership, who says to you, you are only doing this because you feel ashamed. You're only doing this because you're afraid. You are only doing this because you don't trust God. And those kind of pronouncements are just really, um, uh, yeah, they're manipulative. They're mm-hmm. meant to be manipulative. Yep. Yeah. Well, what's next? Number three, lack of transparency. If a church lacks transparency in its decision-making processes, financial management, or key leadership issues— it can create an environment of mistrust and suspicion. Yep, yep, that's true. It's definitely not as bad as the first two, but it, it's on the list for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I knew a church where the uh, pastor secretly um, bumped his salary up at an exorbitant amount. Wow! Um, and was making—I mean, in a church of under a hundred people, was making about one hundred fifty thousand uh, secretly. Just wow. the session had had done that. Wow. And uh, when people found out, boy, they felt so betrayed. Yeah. I mean, here they, and the the, the guy was really pushing the giving and the tithing yeah. and having people called up and say, hey, are you, are you being uh, responsible to, to pay your tithe? And yeah. he's, he's, 
it's like he's milking them for money and taking it for himself mm. Mm. without uh, telling them. Yeah, without without the transparency piece. Yeah, that's, that's bad news. That's really really awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number four, exclusivity and judgmental attitudes. Oh boy. A toxic church may exhibit an exclusive mindset, viewing outsiders or those with different beliefs as inferior or unworthy. Judgmental attitudes, lack of grace, and an absence of love and acceptance can contribute to a toxic atmosphere. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I have seen this as well. Yes, this is awful. Yeah. Um, This was uh, same place. I've seen uh, all these in the same place. Yeah, well, yeah. toxic churches tend to be toxic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right? So, they, yeah. they so these are all true. They're all ringing true. Right, right, um, right. Yeah, just the uh, what this what this guy did was uh, he said he used uh, modern uh, psychology yeah. uh-huh. and Christian counseling uh-huh. to create an environment where you were always evaluating how safe people were. Yeah. Um, and it got very scrutinizing. And then there was like clicks of these people are, you know, my safe people and those people are not safe. Right. And it, it became such a, a, a like a, a middle school battle almost. Uh, um, see, and that's interesting because uh, you and I have talked about this a fair amount. Uh, some of the, the boundaries language and the safe language, you're right. Yeah. Those are really helpful concepts for people. But to weaponize those ideas as a way yep. to be, exc- you know, to exclude those that you want to exclude yeah. and include those that you want to include and create these uh, haves and have-nots yep. is just really awful. It's just uh, Dr. Seuss and the star belly sneeches totally. all over again. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, I remember when I was a young uh, child, uh, elementary school or something, my uh, parents were, um, we moved to a new city and we were visiting a church. And I remember reading, I was probably upper elementary school, something like that. And on the um, bulletin there, it said uh, that the slogan for the church was the end of your search for a friendly church. Hmm. I thought, oh, that's pretty clever. Uh-huh, you know, that's, uh-huh. that's, that's what a church should be. Uh, we were in, it was a church, the congregation was about 50 people and five of us were brand new in the same family, the Sofield family. Yeah. Not a single person talked to us the entire time that we were there. We were there early and we stayed late and no one talked to us. <laughs> well, that slogan was wishful thinking, I guess. It totally like, was. It, but let's, the, let's adopt a slogan that everyone should do. Right. <laughs> but no one does. <laughs> and so, but I hear all the time of people who say, our church is a super friendly church, but then mm-hmm. visitors don't feel that way. And so they have this idea, it's friendly if you ha- if all your friends are there. Right. If you're on the ends. If you're on the inside. Yeah. And this kind of inside, outside um, can happen. Sometimes even I'm friendly on the, I'm friendly on the exterior, yeah. welcome people in or welcome new ideas in. But if you are not part of the in-group, whatever that means, you should have no influence here. Right. If you haven't been here for the last 20 years, you have no say at the congregational meeting or whatever the thing right. is. Those, that's right. toxic. Yep. That's toxic. That's, yeah, the, the politics that yeah. are involved with that. Okay, what's Let's next? Let's look at number five, misuse of Scripture. Distorting or misusing biblical teachings to control or manipulate members is a red flag. If Scripture is selectively quoted or used to justify harmful behaviors, it can lead to spiritual confusion and emotional harm. Yeah. Did this happen in that church that you're thinking of? <laughs> um, you know, I, I have less evidence of this. Okay, um, uh-huh. 
Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me. But, you know, um, it goes right along with number six to me. All right. The lack What's of number account- six? lack Go of ahead. accountability. Yeah. Um, that if you don't have accountability structures allowing leaders to operate without appropriate checks and balances, yep. you, you've got trouble. Yep. Uh, and this can result in abuse of power, moral failures, or the perpetuation of harmful practices. Yeah. So I think the misuse of scripture is an example of a harmful practice yep. that if everyone's reading their Bible and everyone, like the Bible is there and available and it's not like, uh, it's, I never pretend like I have the corner on the market of the scripture. Yeah. It's there for you to read. Right. There are people in our congregation who are far more well-read than I am. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't have anything to do with my job in a way. Right. It, it has a piece. I, I, I need to read stuff and be sure. educated. Sure. But it's, um, I'm happy for open accountability, particularly around the scripture. Yes. Um, I don't want to misrepresent God. I don't want to put words in his mouth. Yeah. Um, and so everyone yeah. knowing the Bible is, is great accountability. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, those two go hand in hand. When I think about um, those, I often tell folks uh, that when it comes to um, using and misusing Scripture and accountability, that I, as a pastor, as a trained pastor who's uh, approved by the church, um, as a teacher, yeah. um, there is, I got to thread a needle here. On the one hand, uh yeah, I don't have a corner on the Bible. Everyone, we right. should all be reading the Bible, and everyone should be checking up on me. That's yep. true. Yeah. On the other hand, when we get into a church service or when we get into a Bible study, um, not everybody's opinion is equal. Some people's opinions are better than others, and my opinion right. is better than most people's. And the reason is because I have studied about the Bible more than most people, and I've been approved by the church. You have too. Right. And so uh, I, I want to be... There's a, there's a, that doesn't mean I'm always right. Right. But my voice should have a privileged place when it comes to uh, how we view scripture. We're not just going to have anybody preaching and teaching in in our churches. When I'm thinking about uh, this toxic church, uh, it wasn't so much the scripture as it was the Constitution. Okay. Um, The misuse of the BCO. And, um, okay, what's the BCO? Th- that's the book of. Church I mean, I know order. what it is. Let's right. uh, the book of church order is our part of our constitution is like yeah. how we're gonna how we're gonna do things. Yeah, how we're we gonna uh, relate to each other. Yeah, how we're gonna? It's how kind we of the a, rules we all agree on. Yeah, yeah. to be a united church. Yeah, um, and so every church has a constitution. Yeah, or that's right. You know, probably should. Yeah, uh, and for us, I if saw it's not this, written, it's unwritten. Everyone yeah. has a constitution that way. How are we gonna? What are the rules of engagement when we? Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have if you if you brought in a bunch of young leaders yeah. and they don't know right. the BCO and yep. they don't know the the way things operate and, right. and you're the one responsible to train them yep. you can you can train them in such a way that they're eating out of your hand oh yeah that they you can't tie their shoes without talking to you right right and I saw that happen yeah so yeah. that's also what the scripture is I so that the toxic piece of that is I know the scripture you don't so sit down and shut up and I will tell you what to think yeah. And yeah, we don't want that. That's awful. Yeah. That's awful. All right. Number seven, toxic community dynamics. An unhealthy mm. church community may exhibit patterns of gossip, cliques, favoritism, an overall lack of genuine care and support for one another. If love, grace, and forgiveness are not central in relationships, it can lead to a toxic environment. You've already alluded to this in the yeah. church you're thinking of. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've also seen in uh, churches where there is an individual, a particularly toxic individual yeah. that brings a lot of, of this to bear. Yeah. 
Um, and it's not necessarily the leader. If it's a leader, then you're in big trouble. Right? Yeah, you're toast. But uh, there are there are people who can create such a strain on yeah. a community, yeah. be it a church, a business, whatever, right. because of their own toxicity. Yeah. That uh, it it's uh, man, it really affects the dynamics. What do you do when you have a person like that in your church? Um, you know, that's a good question. I mean, what I do may not be the right thing. Um, I'm asking. Yeah. So, uh, I, I bear along Mm -hmm. and try to inform and try Mm -hmm. to help and Mm -hmm. try to influence and listen. I try to learn. Yeah. Um, but there, there often will come a time when we're at an impasse Yeah. and then it's, it's Paul and Barnabas, Yeah. you know, like we, we just got to go our separate ways. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to be your pastor. I can't be. Yeah. And um, and this is. I think we're we're going to be better off. Do you yeah. ask him to leave? Um, have uh, you ever done that? I have not. Have you? I have. Yeah. I can see that. I yeah. can see getting to that point. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, usually now. See, I, I'm probably more combative than you are. Yeah. And so there, there is. I'll probably um, press harder. Uh-huh. And then press harder, uh-huh. and then press harder until they're like, "I'm out of here." I don't know. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, and I don't press that hard, but I, I yeah. I'm willing to have that conversation. Uh, it, uh-huh. it it took me a while. I did not like that conversation. Right, it was one time. Right, it was right. one person, one time, and and it went well. It yeah. went well. Like this is not going to work. Um, yeah, I'm I'm I think I'm pretty laid back, pretty laissez faire when it comes to leadership until yeah. it's time. There's a crisis where it's time. Yeah, and then it's like okay. We need to we need to talk, yeah. and then that can escalate to a point where, um, you know, I'm just I just can't back down because it's it's there's other things at stake. Sure, sure. Uh, and and what I'm talking about is the the wholesomeness of the community. Yeah, but yeah, uh, we're at eight. Yeah, suppression of individuality. Okay, interesting. When a church suppresses individuality and discourages critical thinking or personal exploration of faith. It can hinder personal growth and discourage the development of a mature, independent relationship with God. This is similar to a lack of accountability or misuse of Scripture, uh, in my mind. They're all related to each other yeah. in some ways, yeah. Um, I don't, uh, I mean, gosh, that could be overstated. Um, individuality is good and it can be bad. Yeah. Um, and so there are times when you suppress individuality some. Um, but I can see what they're saying, I guess. For sure. Yeah. yeah. This is, um, you know, this is probably the weakest of the, of the 10, uh-huh. but that is a real issue. Um, I think what they're trying to get at is churches where everyone needs to be exactly the same. Yeah. And in, instead of celebrating our differences, as Paul talks about in first Corinthians and other places as well, right? that God has created each of us differently and we all contribute to the body of Christ in different ways. And right. we should we should appreciate that. And I, this may yeah. be related to like uh, we got Republicans and Democrats in the church. Yeah. We've got, you know, um, well, we just did an episode about uh, racial reconciliation. There or you trying go. To, to yeah, understand Christianity from a different perspective and yeah, that's appreciating right. that's right how that grows you. That's yeah. right. That's right. Okay, number nine is inequality and discrimination. A toxic church may perpetuate discrimination based on gender, race, socioeconomic status, or other factors, disregarding the biblical principles of equality, justice, and love for all. Yeah, yeah this is the, you know, uh, we need to, yeah, it, we've talked a fair amount about this on the podcast in the past. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, and these are, uh, I'm looking at all these, we'll, we'll read them off one more time, but yeah. uh, after we do number 10 here, which is a, 10's a dead ringer for sure. Um, this is true for, for really any organization. This is not just a church, right? I mean, this is true for a business or yeah. um, a, a social club. But Okay, number 10 is financial exploitation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if a church is always emphasizing financial contributions and putting lots of pressure on people to give beyond their means, or there's a lack of transparency in their financial practices, uh, this can indicate a toxic environment. Shoot, like I just said, I, I just saw people flat out take it. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, yeah. If, if, well, and especially because they didn't know. Financial impropriety. Right? Yeah. I mean, that, that'll, that'll wreck stuff. Absolutely. Then people, they, they can't trust you. They, yeah, it, that could be, uh, I mean, your treasurer or, you know, the, the person who writes the checks and uh, they, they start writing their own little check. Yeah. That, that'll, man. Yeah. That'll mess stuff up fast. Um, I have been uh, asked to do some of that kind of thing. Um, in small ways, and I've been really careful not to. For example, I remember going on a short-term mission trip, and um, uh, we went. We were going to buy plane tickets, and uh, one of the members that was going to go with us on the on the trip said, "Hey, how about if I give the church a check, and then the church buys me a plane ticket?" Um, and I said, "Well, why? What, you know, what is this about?" And he said, "Well, then I wouldn't have to pay taxes on it." Uh huh. And I said, okay, that's called tax fraud. Right. And we're not going to do that. He said, yeah, but I wouldn't be going on this trip. I mean, he tried to argue with me. Yeah. And, you know, that's a small thing. We didn't do it. And there wasn't, I wasn't even tempted. Yeah. But that kind of financial impropriety, there's all kinds of temptations for pastors, uh, to be fair for pastors. Yeah. But, and there's, tempta- there's an enormous amount of temptation to power for people who were in those places because some churches right. have lots and lots of money going through there. Yeah. That's, that's, those are good examples because, uh, you know, legally, anytime you make a donation to a, a tax sheltered uh, nonprofit, yep. Uh, you cannot designate or insist where that money goes. That's right. You have to donate it free and clear. That's right. You can suggest, you know, people will write checks to us and suggest it goes to the Mercy Fund, and we right. do honor that. Yeah. But we don't have to. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And For you that know, very reason. For that very yeah. reason. That's right. There are um, churches and other organizations that set up funds that they say, if you give us money and put this in the memo, that's all that we will use it for. But they don't have to do that. Right. Um, but I think that's a wonderful idea so that people yeah. can give specifically, but it has to init- be initiated by, you, by the uh, organization yeah. or by the church. But yeah. people are always looking for tax breaks for things that aren't yeah, tax. Boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. That's right. That's and, and right. More so back in the day when the tax breaks were bigger for donations. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. That's right, a few years ago. All well, right. let's go over this uh, yes. list. Can you read that for us? Uh, uh, signs that you might be... In a toxic church. Yes. Authoritarian leadership. Mm-hmm. Spiritual abuse. Yeah. Lack of transparency. Exclusivity and judgmental attitudes. Misuse of scripture. Lack of accountability. Toxic community dynamics. Suppression of individuality. Inequality and discrimination. And financial exploitation. Yeah. That sounds like a terrible, terrible church. Dave, if you... If there's someone in our uh, listening audience who finds themselves uh, in a church that has a lot of these characteristics, yeah. what would you suggest they do? Um, Not even all of them. Let's say half of them or something like that. 
I mean, that's so because not all toxic churches are going to have every one of these. Yeah, you know, some of them are going to have more or less. But yeah, so uh, my my first my knee jerk reaction to say yeah. um, I, I don't having not heard of this hypothetical situation. Sure, sure, sure. Is to say, well, sometimes people see things that that aren't there, especially if you were talking about suppression of individuality or some of the weaker points. Uh huh. Yeah. But if you're talking about some of the bigger points, like authoritarian. Uh, leadership of spiritual abuse, those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, I think it's important that you t- you tell somebody, mm-hmm. uh, and probably you need to find a new church. Yeah. Yeah. If the, I, I would say also, if you're in a church that has um, some accountability built into the denomination, right. which not all do, I'm so glad that we are in a in a what I both love and hate our denomination. That's really, really true. But one of the things I love about it is that it has accountability. Yeah. And I tell folks all the time, if you, if I go wrong somehow and I'm abusing people or I'm not teaching the Bible the way I should, I'm not uh, faithful to the gospel, you can appeal to the presbytery and they will take me out. And I have seen them do it and they will do it to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, that's, They'll question and they'll get involved. It doesn't and, happen and that they, quickly. Yeah, it, it, but there's a whole process. But they're and it serious may just about be, it. It may just be some corrections or some improvements Maybe that need to be what made. Needs to happen. Yeah. There may be some reconciliation needs to take place. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but you're yeah, right. There is a there's a higher court than just uh, hey, I'm the pastor here. I get to say what goes. And so, if you're in a church that has that kind of structure. Um, find the ways of accountability that fit your denomination and right. talk to the people that way. And, and because if you're in a toxic church, lots and lots of people are being hurt, not just you. And, yeah. um, if you are able, that's, that's going to save a lot of people, a lot yeah. of uh, you problems. Do, I think people do need to talk about it. I think you get it out because yep. you're right. If it's hidden, uh, it just continues. Yep. And, and yeah, you may be saving yourself some, some energy, uh, now I, I have to say that I, the one I saw, the church I saw was so toxic that people, yeah. by the time they left, they had no bandwidth. Yeah. Um, and they were terrified. Yeah. And that's, that was a time when I wished that, uh, that Presbytery could just step in. Yeah. But, uh, for sure. Yeah. Did you ever listen to the Mars Hill, the rise and fall of Mars Hill I never uh, listened to it. I know it was a big podcast, and that's this is it's yeah. a, it's about these kinds of things. Yep. And uh, anyone who is interested in learning more about this, um, Mars Hill Church uh, famously was a very toxic church that had a lot of wonderful things happening in it. Right. And the rise and fall of Mars Hill is going to be easy to find on your podcasting app, and that's absolutely worth listening to. It really is engaging. Um, but be warned that once you start, it's very bingeable. It's hard to stop because it's so good. Um, but this stuff is, it, part of the reason it's so good is that it's these kinds of churches, there's a ton of them out there, a ton of them out there. And that's why this is, that podcast has hit a nerve with people. Yeah. 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 That's unfortunate for sure. It is. But there are a lot of really good churches. Yep. There are a lot of good churches. No perfect churches. Yeah. In fact, I would be surprised if there's any church that, that doesn't have, you know, that can't be accused of something on here. Even the best churches right. are struggled, and they're run by sinners, and they're populated by sinners, and and we struggle. And so, um, you know, if you're looking for a perfect church, um, when you find it, don't join, because you're going to wreck it. Yeah. <laughs> there's not a perfect church, Yeah, but there are good churches. 
Hey, Hopper Podcast Hoppers, we've got bonus episodes for you. Yeah, you've asked for them, and we've got them. more Hopper goodness. We're actually growing quite a catalog of excellent bonus episodes that are off our regular format. Hilarious stories that aren't quite appropriate for the regular podcast. Yep, and bonus interviews with some of our favorite guests. Yeah, so if you want to get access to these great things, just tap or swipe on the Purple Hopper Podcast cover art on your podcasting app. Find the show notes there. Follow the link to sign up for just $5 a month or more. If you, That'd be great. You can get all the past and future bonus episodes. And you'll be supporting independent podcasters like us, trying to promote thoughtful, compassionate, nuanced Christian commentary. And we need a lot more of that. Amen. Thank you for your support. Dave, I think it's time for another top five draft. Last time, yeah, uh, we did junk foods, and you were switching the rules on me. Oh no, yeah, no, no, no! Yeah, and uh, anyway, uh, you gave me candy generously because uh-huh. you felt guilty about I, about switching I, I the uh, no rules guilt. on me. Uh, but okay, so candy. There are so many candies. Yeah. I think we should do a top five draft of just candies. Yep, I agree. Uh, we agreed on this last time. So here we are. Yeah. Time for candy. Yeah. Now let's let's uh, let's say this is like um, th- this is all candy, but like uh, candy bars. You want to do just candy bars? Uh, let's we could do those separately. Let's do okay. Yeah, we'll do candy bars on its own draft, and this is everything but candy bars. Okay, so nothing candy. but candy bars, and by candy bars you mean we mean something that is in a bar shape. Yeah, you want to do that? And I was going to say we'll save candy bars, and yeah, we'll just no do, no candy bars, no candy bars, just candy, just can. So candy that are not, that is not bars, correct? And and the definition there is in the that's that is normally sold in the shape of you know a long like a hot dog or a, a long okay. bar kind <laughs> okay. of thing. Okay. I'm t- now last. You must, be, you must be like got something to your sleeve here. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. But last time we we uh, you know I chose beer and you weren't happy with that and yeah. So yeah, you I'm, were I'm trying really to, bending the rules. Okay, but what so chips I'm, beer? So I'm trying to form the rules here so food. we don't come okay, on. All right, all right. So I I chose the topic. Um, so I'm going first. Okay. And I'm going to choose Reese's peanut butter cups. Okay. You can have them. Yeah, that's number one, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. That's your number one? No, absolutely. That oh is my your goodness. number one candy. Uh, if, we're, if we're not talking about um, bars, I think... Okay. Uh, no, there's, there's another one that's number one, but I don't uh-huh. think you're going to pick it. So that's... Okay. Uh, but I thought you would have gone after Reese's. They're super popular, and they're awesome. Yeah. They are not, awesome. Yeah, they're okay. I don't know. Wow. Um, Hot take. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what do you got? So I got stuff that I don't think you're going to take. Okay. And I'm going to save. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, I am going to start with Skittles. Skittles. Skittles are good. Skittles are good. Yep, I could eat Skittles every day here or there. Yeah, you know, if they weren't healthy. I mean, if they weren't unhealthy for right, you. if they were healthy. If they were healthy if for you. you. Had a, if you had a healthy diet consisting of all candy. Yeah. This is your top five. Th- these okay. are my top five. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so... Yeah, okay, Skittles, that's good. Okay, what do you that's got? That's good. Okay, along with the Reese's, um, I am I think that I'm going to go uh, with Starburst. Okay. Which, which in my mind, is very similar to the Skittles. Yeah, yep. Um, Only Skittles are better. 
I, I disagree. I they're they're both good, but I think Starburst are better. Starburst hurts your cheeks, like your your salivary glands. Like it's so like no. sour and intense. No, no. Oh, yeah, my mouth is watering just now thinking about Starburst. That's because you because they're oh, so good. They're too, they're too intense. All right, all right. What's your number two? Uh, my number two is going to be Twizzlers. What? Yeah. That is garbage. Um, do you like uh, any black licorice? No. Okay, so when I say Twizzlers, I can have black licorice or I can have the cherry sure. or the strawberry. Yeah. So, um, and uh, I uh, licorice is great, and Twizzlers is kind of a kind of a chintzy licorice, but okay. it's what what everyone knows. Uh huh. If I just said licorice, you know, do you like licorice like black oh, licorice? Oh my word, yes. Okay, black licorice is the bomb. Okay, you are going to lose this competition. Uh, I think there are a lot of people out there who like Twizzlers. It's a top, it's a top candy out there. I don't think I'm going to lose. <laughs> You're starting to sound defensive. That's okay. I was attacking you. Okay, uh, my number three. I'm going to go with Twix. That's a candy bar. Oh, it is not. Nope. My bad. My bad. My bad. You're right. There he is. There he is, folks. All right. All right. The real Sofield. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I do okay. like Twix, but I, okay. Instead, my number three is going to be um, York Peppermint Patties. All right. Um, the combination of mint and chocolate in just about any form. Is right up To me alley. is just, I mean. Okay. And so that's what, you know, with ice cream or with, and uh -huh. here's, here's candy, but just about, and I, I'm a, I like those better than Junior Mints, but I could almost do Junior Mints as well. Yeah. It's the same basic thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to drop uh, the one I really would pick first. This is your number one in, yeah, in your but heart. I didn't yeah. think you were going to think of it. Okay. And that is uh, chocolate-covered caramels. Okay. And, I mean, there are some of these at Trader Joe's. Uh-huh. Lord have mercy. Yeah. They are good. I've had them. I don't think I would put them in my top five, but mm. they're pretty good. Okay. As far as candy goes, that... Mm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. So, let's see. I've got Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Starburst, York Peppermint Patties. Uh, I, I think I need something... That is a little bit sour because mm. I like that quite a bit as well. Okay. And so, hmm, I think kind of the sweet and sweet and sour together. I think I'm going to go with Smarties. I like Smarties a lot. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's a that's a different sort of texture, and yeah. I know that that's maybe a little bit controversial because because some people think they're chalky, but. Uh, no, that, that Smarties was on my list at the bottom there. I like Smarties. I had a I had yeah. a science professor when I was in high school that at the end and uh, I was taking upper level sciences and stuff uh -huh. and at the end of an exam, really difficult exams or whatever, he he was known to give out really hard exams. At the end of the exam, um you know, you had to wait till the bell rang to be dismissed, but you yeah. could turn in your exam. And when you did, then he had a bowl of Smarties and a bowl of Dum Dums. And you could decide which right. one was more appropriate to, uh, right. to right. eat which, afterwards. Which one was yep. for yep. you that day. Yeah, that's right. Because that could change from day to day. It sure could, and from test to test, yeah. Um, okay, I am going to, in lieu of you taking Smarties, yep. 
I think I, wow, okay, I'm, I'm kind of torn here. I want to get into the uh, the gummy category. Yeah, sure. And I think um, like Swedish fish is a good option, but I think I like better are um, Mike and Ike. Okay. Dots are also kind of the same thing, you uh-huh. know, that kind of. Sure. But I'm, I think I'll go with Mike and Ike because they have different okay. flavors. Yeah. I uh, I like that texture, but I'm uh-huh. not a big fan of really any of the flavors of those. Uh-huh. So the flavor doesn't matter to me because the texture, I I do enjoy the textures, but the yeah. flavors, the, the, most of those are, maybe it's just how it works, but they're almost flavorless to me. They really? try to put the powder on them to make them more flavorful, but. Powder? Not powder exactly, but like a they have a coating. I guess some of, of them like, have like flavor crystals. I don't know different. Uh-huh. I mean, different other gummy kind of things. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, but no, I'm not a big fan of those. Yeah, I'm really not. Yeah, or like uh, orange slices. Yeah, those kind of gummies. Yeah, and those yeah. some of those have have uh, like flavor crystal things on them. Yeah, that make them better. Again, so, so we're can, talking about uh, candy, so I, yeah. you know, I'm never gonna. You say here's a bag of of uh, gummy candies. Oh yeah, I'm gonna eat the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, my last one, M&M's. All right, that's a good standby. That's a good one. Yeah, it's, they're, I mean, yeah, they're a standby, but it's hard to beat M&M's. Yeah, they really are they're, phenomenal. They're a good, consistent, faithful. Yep, absolutely. Okay, I, huh, I, I'm going to go back to chocolate, and I'm going to say chocolate-covered cherries. Okay, that that would have been my next one. Yeah, it that's, they're, they're, they're phenomenal. Yeah. Okay, so... Read your top five. All right. My top five. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, uh-huh. Starburst, right. York Peppermint Patties, Smarties, and M&M's. Okay. Wow. People, would you rather uh, eat exclusively that for the rest of your life, or would you rather eat Skittles, Twizzlers, chocolate-covered caramels, gummies, and chocolate-covered cherries. I think I got you again. No way. This one I'm feeling pretty confident in. All right, so we're going to mm. put this on the Facebook group again and see who... See, see what your friends say? You say it's my friends <laughs> only because I keep winning. But there's people <laughs> no. that I don't know that well that oh, keep voting your Facebook for me. Friends. Yeah, you saying that just yeah. because you keep losing. I, I haven't seen the results of, of a, a last number of drafts. Yeah, well. So I think maybe I was winning and you didn't want me to see them. That's probably what happened. Yeah, you haven't been on there because you don't want to go on there to see what the results are. No, I think you're hiding them from me. (laughs) It's there for you. All right, there we go. Go on the Facebook group and vote to see uh, which one of us is going to win here. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. You got corrections, comments, questions, queries, complaints, or a great story? Just look for the show notes for this episode on your podcasting app and find ways to join the conversation. Try to keep it clean, and if you do, we'll probably feature you on an upcoming episode. And hey, we're just two guys here. We're trying to build the Hopper community. That was a really good episode, wasn't it? It sure was. It was so good that I prayed, dear God, make me a bird so I can fly far, far from here. <laughs> that was, that means that it's a good episode? It was that good. It was so good, I wanted to fly out of here like a bird. All right. Well, if you enjoyed it that much, you need to find someone to tell them about it. Uh, tell them how they can listen to it themselves. And if you can't think of anyone who would enjoy this episode as much as Dave did, you need to get out and make some more friends. 
All right, Dave. Uh, what is the lesson that we should take away from this week's episode? You should always tip your waiter or waitress. Yeah, yeah. That that that, that was sounds, clear from the episode. That's clear from the episode. <laughs>